Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 488. Today is Thursday, October 1st, 2020, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis, and folks, please help out the show by telling your friends, sharing links, and writing reviews. If you do it, Ozuna will take a selfie in every single NLDS game. <laughs> I'll take I loved it. After, it. I loved it. Hopefully after he hits a two-run homer. Yeah, and well, not, right. not after I mean, he strikes out. Right, right. That that wouldn't be as appropriate. In the face. Yes. Uh, All right, folks. In tonight's show, we will discuss the sweep. But first, a quick break. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So guys, it, it happened. We did it. It actually happened. In our lifetimes. In the in the lifetime of this show, we won a playoff series. <laughs> That's right, because we were <laughs> O for a lot. Yeah. O for they were more just than... they were just waiting for the announcement. Oh, they were retiring. Right. Hey. As a lot of people have said on Twitter, if this gets us to five hundred shows, if this is what it takes, I'll take it. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and the sweep didn't help that. But. No, <laughs> but but that's okay. I'll make up a show. We'll do some filler it's a decent, shows. We'll bring, it's drunk, a trade-off. we'll bring drunk Frank Wren back. Oh, please. Hey, no, hey we, we got one request. We did. Which was one of the most surprising things I've seen on Twitter, which is saying a lot. <laughs> and you watched the debate. That's right. So, guys, we, you know, we talked about heading into... Wednesday's game that we were, you know, cocky on the show, but very nervous heading into Wednesday's game. Curtis, how are you feeling truly heading into today's game? I felt very confident. Um, you know, like we talked about on the show last night, I just felt it was a breakthrough. Um, it didn't exactly work out how I thought it was going to. Uh, Castillo was, was really good for the, for the Reds and the Braves swung in a lot of crazy pitches that were <laughs> seemingly three feet outside, but obviously he had them completely guessing on what he was throwing to him. So, um, but yeah, I just felt like that once that monkey was off their back, that they won the game, you know, they won the first game of the series. It was like incremental little steps towards getting in where they wanted to be, which was to the next round. Um, that, um, you know, I felt like that they were going to go in today and just finish this thing off. Yeah, I yeah. felt really confident as well. I just, 
had great confidence in Anderson and and Curtis, like you said, getting past game one. I mean, just in general, of course, you're so screwed losing game one uh, in a best of three. And, you know, the Reds were feeling that. And I just knew it was going to work out today. I don't know. Ham, were you that confident? I was. I just having watched Anderson pitch this year, it just I just had total confidence in him. And I think I was he was just so set up to dominate, to deal today. Right. Nothing to lose. No pressure. Not down. Right. The team feeling good behind him, knowing that um, that the pitching was going to have their backs. Right. And that the runs would come. I just think I just felt confident. I just I knew I think, it, you know, Steve, you said six one. I said five one. It it went pretty much how I thought it was going to go. I mean, obviously, it could have gone completely differently. But um, I don't know. This is that the, it was great. That That's exactly what needed to happen. And I think they're totally I'm not scared of who comes in the next round. You know, I'm now have the confidence of let's go win this World Series. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. It It is great. Honestly, honestly, when I saw a blooper dressed as the Mandalorian holding baby Yoda, I knew. We <laughs> well, I mean, um, well, we're going to go through the game, right? We'll go through the yeah, game. But like yeah. um, just Anderson. Well, so great. Yeah. I mean, it was just the continuation of everything that we've seen all year. He just continued to grow. And we'll talk about that as he sort of got through that tough second inning. Yes, it was everything we could have asked for and more. But so so let, let's walk through the game. So top one, Anderson, no first inning drama whatsoever. One, two, three, look sharp. Amazing. First strikeout, right? really, really nice. That strikeout pitch was great. So good. Yep. Uh, bottom one, Ronald gets the first hit of the game, infield single. He would hit it further and harder later. Um, and the biggest moment for me of that first inning was Ozuna's 10-pitch at bat. You know, he struck out. But it said to me that, like, he was on his game. And he really, like, despite the results, Ozuna was not in some weird funk. And this was not representative. And he was on it. And that would prove, you know... Uh, to come forward later. Yeah. Um, all right. So top two, this was Anderson's roughest inning with the single two walks. It was maybe the ump's worst inning, at least for Anderson, because he got squeezed. I mean, those walks, some of it was on Anderson, but some of it, frankly, was on the ump. There was that, I'm pretty sure, I think second inning was that double play that Ozzy couldn't quite turn. Um. But what another great opportunity for Anderson. Yeah, right? it just didn't buckle. You know? It didn't buckle. It gave him another another opportunity to power through, learn that he could do it, right? Another opportunity to figure out, look, I can get down, but I can rebound and figure this out. I don't need to lose my stuff here. Just like Freed did I yesterday. I, I belong here. Just like Freed did, you know, copying Freed from yesterday. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, to navigate through that in the biggest game of his career, no hyperbole because it was the biggest game of his career. So more, lots of more outs for the Braves in the second. Strike two, um, strike three, strike three. Yes. Strike three. Top of the third, Freed, and like we said, not only steadies himself, um, but is as sharp as he'd been all game. Like he comes back better than he had been in the first inning, in that third inning. And again, more of more of Anderson's maturity. So I said freed. <laughs> I meant Anderson steadies himself. Um, 
Yeah, just fantastic. Uh, Ronald gets another hit. That's all the offense we've got at that point. Um, in the fourth, another one, two, three for Anderson. Ozzy gets a single. In the fifth, Anderson works around a single. But again, I mean, honestly, other than the second, he didn't even have that many stressful pitches. You know, Freed had much more stress, certainly in that first inning. Um, no, he, I mean, Anderson didn't have to navigate that much. No, because he just had them guessing all day. He was just overpowering, right? I mean, just we're not there yet, but his last strikeout was the was like the cherry on the top of the Sunday because he had just set them up all day. He was toying with them. I mean, you're, Castillo did too to the Braves, right? The Braves were not doing great against him, but Anderson just had everything working today and was dominant. He had three plus pitches today, totally working. The curve, which, you know, was his strongest pitch, right, coming in, um, it was the best we'd seen, I think. Yeah, well, that's what he... All right, fast forward. His last, sure. his last strikeout in the sixth, you know, just... Uh, was it Suarez who was caught looking? Or maybe, I forget who the last out was. Just froze him with the curveball right down the middle. I mean, just an Ephus pitch. Just was so pretty. And... um you know, the guy had no chance. He just owned the Reds today. He owned yeah. the Reds. For the well, curve to work. Yeah, go ahead, Curtis. Well, I was just going to say, and I don't know that it's it's fair to just sign this off as, oh, well, they got to face the worst offense in baseball. They were so good. You know, I don't know that there were many offenses. Certainly the Reds missed a lot of opportunities, and that probably goes with – having a thinner lineup. Um, but as Ham was just saying, they, they both of these guys were so dialed in for the bulk of their outings that, you know, the, the pressure was was not on the pitchers. I mean, he, Ian Anderson walking off the mound, he, you could, it, he did not look stressed. He did not look, uh, you know, like he was overanalyzing the situation or overthinking anything. I mean, he looked very calm. He was smiling and stuff like that. I mean, he just seemed like he was just in the moment and it wasn't too big for him. And obviously the same with Freed in game one. So um, that was, I think, the most impressive thing about the two days, um, given that, you know, obviously the Reds don't have a great offense, but it is a bunch of professional hitters. And they made the top of the lineup look as bad as the bottom of the lineup for the Reds. I mean, Joey Votto is a guy who's an MVP. I mean, he's had a not a great offensive season, but I mean, they look, made him look foolish. Yeah. And he said it. He said they were better than he thought they were. Surprised him how good the pitching was. So great. So great. Um, and then. So, bottom of the fifth. Sorry, Ham. Did you no, I was just going to say just when Soroka's back, how <laughs> happy I am for our top three pitchers. Oh, no. <laughs> not to get ahead of myself. Sorry. Back to today. And they're all like they're all like twelve years old. I know. I mean it's just it's it's a lot to be excited about. Continue. So bottom of the fifth, an actual run crosses the plate. <laughs> so for the second time, sparked by Nick Markakis, a cake single moves to second on a Riley's field on, on uh, a Riley field fielder's choice. And then Ronald with his third hit of the day, lines one, right center, rolls to the wall, scores Markakis. So let's stop here for a second. You're the Reds. You've been held scoreless for 18 straight innings over the past 26 hours. That one run has to look like five at this point. Totally. 
That's all the wind out of the sails. You're yeah. hoping at this point that the Braves do something to beat themselves. An error, you know, something silly that just the ball b- bounces your way. Because, yeah, you're pretty deflated at that point already. And, okay. uh, yeah. And, you know, aside, maybe I'm missing something, but aside from Ozzy struggling to get the ball out early in today's game and not turning that double play, I, I think the Braves played really flawless baseball, you know, defensively, right? And base running. Um, I, don't, I don't think there were really any unforced errors for the Braves other than that missed double play today. Which, I mean, look, that's part of the strength, right? And they did it in the playoffs. They delivered that way in the playoffs. And that's the kind of thing we haven't seen for 19 years. You know, (laughs) not being able to do the stuff that they did really well in the regular season and it being able to translate to the the postseason. And they really did that. Yeah, well, those are the things that kill you in the postseason. Just exactly what you're saying. And and Kurt you talked yesterday about turning that corner and that's the that's part of turning that corner right is is not beating yourself when it matters um and and even in close games just sort of continuing to to do the things that it takes to win and and coming out on top it's amazing i say this like we win postseason series all the time <laughs> well but we do <laughs> like lose. i've been here we before also, we also I mean, say we lose like them all the been... time and we we've seen how the Braves have lost these postseason series i mean it, it is it's it's base running mistakes and errors and and sort of um self-inflicted wounds that you know not getting hits when big hits at important times um complete loss of power in the postseason i mean we've seen every conceivable way that um the Braves can lose a postseason that they could over these years and it's little things i mean you know the the Casale, I, I don't know if you guys saw this stat, but with Castillo, Casale was hurt today. He had a sore wrist, so he didn't start. And and not that Castillo gave up a bunch of runs, but you know, uh, Barnhart was the backup, and Casale or Castillo's ERA with with Casale was two point oh one. With Barnhart, it's five point three three. And that pitch that he finally threw to Acuna that ended up you know, the double that scored the first run, he shook off at least once, maybe twice. And Barnhart just wanted him to throw it. Um, and he did. And clearly he was not committed to it and sort of hung it over the plate for Acuna to get that big double and knock in that first run. And at that point, like, like Steve, I think you said, uh, you know, it has to look like there's five runs up there because they could not generate anything at all. So it's just little things, you know, little things that happen and, and in the postseason, everything is amplified a thousand times. No doubt. It was, you know, it was a bit of Freaky Friday, this series. Like, the Reds looked like I expect the Braves to look in the postseason. Like, I'm not even trying to be mean, right? But the unforced errors and not being able to execute and just the stuff that we've lived horrendously for over a decade. All right. So... Top of the six, Anderson still in there, stays strong. One, two, three. Like you said, Ham. Um, ends on that strikeout. I, I I know I had tweeted about it. I can't remember who it was um, either. But it was it was beautiful. I mean, it was just a great way to end his outing. So he ends the inning at 99 pitches. And in the bottom of the sixth, this was some of my favorite stuff of the game, was watching the congratulations shots of him in the dugout. And my favorite being Kranitz coming over. 
giving him a fist bump, and Anderson just lighting up, huge smile on his face when Kranitz comes over. Clearly, Kranitz is like super proud. Anderson's clearly happy to have, you know, done so well for his co. I mean, it was just what what a friggin season saving story Anderson has been for the Braves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and not to keep looking, but, you know, was it Avery and Glavin are the last two pitchers to do back to back? Was it? Oh, sorry. Um, we're stats light here, Kurt. Let's just be directional yes. correct. Exactly. It was uh, Reitzma, Chris Reitzma. Um, yes. <laughs> Denny uh, Nagel. Yes, that's right. That's right. But, um, you know, it feels redundant to say this is the this is the beginning of an era type stuff. We're not it even really through the, is. We're only in the sixth inning. We'll never get to the ninth inning if we keep so, keep continue. Steve, go. <laughs> so bottom of the sixth, an Aussie single knocks out Castillo. Lucas Sims comes in, continues to own the Braves. In Crazy. Every Crazy. Way. What? Who did we get for Lucas Sims? Duval. Yeah, he was part of the Duval trade. Hmm. That's right. Who okay. he struck out twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. So top seven, Will Smith comes in. One of the two guys I was pretty sure we wouldn't see today. Although Snitker did come out pregame and say everybody was available. Yeah, Matzik was warming up at one. I know. I saw that. I couldn't believe it. Really mocking our segment. (laughs) Really? The whole show. As they do. Um, So Will Smith back on the mound looks even sharper today than yesterday. And again, well, I mean, let's let's just let's just have a lot of hyperbole because we actually want a <laughs> friggin' playoff series. Um, but it is a huge development for the team in the playoffs, right? He of the seven homers and eight earned runs in sixteen innings from the regular season, and a guy who just seemed like you know he fell behind because of COVID and never really found his stride. All of a sudden, finds his stride in the first two games in the postseason that he pitches in and i mean we haven't even really talked about will smith as a weapon all year because he hasn't been if will smith is this kind of weapon the bullpen just went from great to even better you know well and i know it's we i keep saying we can't expect and then they keep producing but to have it set up where you can have obviously yesterday was a little different because they went 87 innings but um, when you have a starting pitcher that can go six and then you're just set up seven, eight, nine, and you can throw the likes of Will Smith and Chris Martin and Melanson and Green and Minter. And I mean, it just became, it, it becomes unfair. Uh, again, a them problem. <laughs> you know, now, of course, we had the luxury of just two games. And, and the two, Reds. You know. Proven guys get to start. <laughs> yeah, you know, the seven, eight, nine isn't going to be what we're going to see probably in game three and game four in the NLDS. But of course, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so another guy wasn't quite sure we'd see today. Chris Martin comes back out, groin intact. A phrase oh. I didn't expect to say today, <laughs> and, I w- and we wish you hadn't twice. <laughs> <laughs> and he is also dominant. A 10-pitch 1-2-3 from Chris Martin. And then the bottom of the eighth, finally. So yes. the Reds bring out their closer. 
Iglesias walks Freddie to start the inning, followed by a bomb by Acuna. Ozuna. By Ozuna. A 3-0 lead. Um, so, guys, thoughts on the Ozuna selfie heading up the uh, first base line? Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Curtis. I am a little of a traditionalist, but the the thing that I hated about the 90s Braves was how buttoned up they were. Um, and the thing that I'm loving the most out of this version of the Braves, the 2020 Braves, is how much fun they are. Um, and Ozuna has been a huge part of that. He's clearly a guy that they love as a teammate. He is always smiling, always cracking, and it's great. And it's bringing so much energy to a team that is filled with energy. Um, so especially after Bauer and all his histrionics yesterday, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I don't think yeah. he was like aiming it at a pitcher. So he wasn't trying to show anybody up and it was exactly. a huge, huge moment. Huge um, that's after, what it was. After no offense for he more was, than two games worth of innings. Right. That's what he was feeling. He was, I mean, was it, it, it came across sort of the wrong way right at the time. The timing was weird. Like as you're, you know, but, um, he knew how big that hit was. He knew how important this game was. And he got caught up in it because he's like, we just won. I just won the game, right? Maybe right. maybe they score one run on self-inflicted wounds, Curtis, your term, right? But they're not beaten. They're not scoring three runs against Braves pitching. We won the game right there. So he was just caught up in the moment. I don't know. I don't blame and here, him. And here's, here's one more thing about it that, that I saw was it was not a me, me, me moment. Like, he did it while kind of looking into the dugout. Like, that was for his teammates. You know, go back and look at it. Like, he he's including the guys in that moment. Which and is, it didn't seem like it so was awesome. planned either. Um, you know, I mean, like, yeah. he had had a prop. There's no Sharpie. First base or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, I... <laughs> It was a big moment. It is a big moment for the team. It is a big moment for the franchise to finally get beyond this point and for the first time in so long. I yeah, I, I just don't have any problem with it. I mean, baseball gets a little stiff at times and we need some relief. I'm sure if I was a Cincinnati fan, maybe I wouldn't love it so much, but you know, if That's if, a them problem. They yeah, they <laughs> probably had no issue with Trevor Bauer doing the tomahawk mock chop yesterday when he walked off the mound. So it's just, you know, each fan base is going to take it their own way. I just didn't take it take it as some sort of personal shot at the right. Reds. Exactly. I, I agree. So we then get an Aussie walk followed by a Duval home run. Which was also big, not only because that was just fun to pile on at that point, but of everybody in the lineup, Duval seemed the most lost oh, in I both th- games up until that moment. Oh, oh yeah, more so than Dancy. Struck out every single every single time, pretty much. Right. I mean, just pressing, just not seeing, guessing. Like he just looked a mess. I thought- and for him to get that at the end of the game to take that momentum into the next series, I think is just huge. Yeah. Agreed. I think Dancy um, looked just as lost. Um, I mean, we had everybody other than, so other than Freeman and Albies and Pache, who did not really uh, get in that bat, everybody struck out twice. Like we just, sure. everybody up and down the lineup did not look great today. Other than Acuna. Yeah. And he still struck out twice. I guess that's, 
comes with the and territory. Look, I, I said it last night, and I'll say it again. I, I really do believe that the, the time of day and the sun and the shadows and all that stuff played a big part in this. I just I, I, I can't see it any other way. Do we have nine um, nine thirty a.m. starts in the uh, the NLDS? <laughs> yes. When, when, when it's when it's the Braves Marlins, <laughs> yes. yes, they want to put it on at seven a.m. Seven a.m. Depending on daylight savings time. Did we already skip that? Yeah. <laughs> so Melanson in the ninth, a one two three, and that's it. The Braves are on to the NLDS. The consecutive playoff series losses is no longer a story. We don't have to hear about 2001 or any of that crap anymore. And God bless it. You know, this may sound small of me, but I could not have enjoyed more the shots of the deflated Reds on the top of the railing (laughs) watching, you know, their season about to end. And not because it was about the Reds. Whatever. The Reds are likable enough. It's just that that's always us. It's always us. It's always us. And to see it for another team, it was just like, God, I just could not. I just could not have enjoyed it more. I forgot what it felt like. I forgot. No, what it felt seriously. Like. Yeah. And of course, because it's been 19 years, Hammy. Did I mention it's been 19 years? Oh. Well, and you looked at how so many of the prognosticators had picked the Reds to come out of this series. And I think that you wouldn't normally do that other than the fact that the Braves have done what they've done in the postseason. I know we keep talking about this, but it's just a thing that's been hanging over this team. And you hope this is still such a young team, um, aside from our bullpen, that you know, that this propels them going forward. This is something, obviously, that 90s team, they went into the, their first postseason that they made it to and made it all the way to the World Series. But this Braves team has done something a little differently. And and you hope that, obviously, when we get Soroka back, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting very jealous of the idea of having Soroka be part of this postseason rotation. And I'm sort of bummed that we now don't get to witness that this year with the way these other two guys are pitching. But I'm betting next year the Braves have some pretty high expectations and not as many people are predicting that they should they make the playoffs that they will be losing in the first round. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Braves history plus obviously a very stout starting pitching staff in a short series from the Reds made it easy to pick your one upset. Right. And the national guys want to pick an upset. And it was really the easiest one to pick. I would yes, say. as somebody said, this is everyone's uh, five twelve bracket buster. Right, right. Yeah, I think Scott Coleman from uh, Talking Chop had tweeted something like that, and that's absolutely right. This was the easy one. Um, so a few more stats from the series, guys. The starters went thirteen innings, zero runs, eight hits, all singles, fourteen strikeouts, and two walks. The starters. Two walks. Two walks. Yep. There it is um, right there. That's another thing that yeah. you do to win post postseason series. You don't walk people. You don't give away bases. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and they were talking about it today. Sorry to jump on this point real quick, but that the Braves had, uh, had the worst, I think it might have been the worst starters ERA to ever make the postseason. 5-11 was their was their ERA. And I don't know that that was really indicative of what 
obviously what Freed had done all season long, but certainly what Anderson had done and even Kyle Wright, should we have gotten to him, his last outings, you know, I mean, that was more indicative of the the crap fest. Yeah. The, <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, look, ear, September was completely different than any other part of the season for them. Right. Yeah. Um, bullpen, nine innings, zero runs, five hits, all of which were in extras, by the way, in game one. No hits today. Four of those five hits were singles. The, only, the other one was a double. 14 strikeouts, three walks, none of which were in game two. Yeah. Uh, it was good, boys. It was really good. And it goes without saying, no home runs, which is the only way the Reds score. Right. Exactly. I um, think this is the longest. This is the only team that's ever been eliminated from the playoffs without scoring a run. I like it. Did I mention that I'd like seeing them sad on the railing? <laughs> yeah. So the Azuna thing was okay. This piling on, not okay, Steve, just so you know, on the scorecard. The selfie, okay. The, the take, the shot in Freud of them on the railing, not okay. You cross you're saying the line. my behavior is not okay. Yes, you cross a line. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, you're not including um, us in it like Ozuna did. That's why. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Acuna, Freeman, Darno, Albies, and Cakes. All each had at least one hit in each game. So when you look at it that way, the offense wasn't so bad, Ham. No, I mean, yeah, it was, and it was good pitching, right? I mean, the, those strikeouts, you know, Castillo earned. He he, he had them guessing a lot today. So, um, it's yeah, just, no I, doubt, no, his his changeup was wicked. I mean, and his fastball was, my God, he hit ninety nine sometimes. I mean, yeah, he just really dealing. And there's better pitching ahead of us, right? Or just as good. And I don't. I, it, it, that's a, if there's anything that's troubling, it's the strikeout rate as we start to head into tougher competition. Yeah, I. But like for real, I know this will be the last time I say it. Maybe <laughs> I want to see what our offense. You liked can do them on the railing being sad. We got it, Steve. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but for real, that happens <laughs> next series. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it so much. Um, the, you what were you saying about the offense? Just I want to see the I want to see the I want to see the offense at night under the lights and no stupid shadows. Let's really see what's going on with with the offense. Agreed. And who cares? We won. Right. We won. Um, Did all we right, mention? guys. Any final thoughts on this <laughs> game on the series, Hammy? No. Um, I think we have nowhere to go but up, and we took care of business. Um, we got the butterflies out. Uh, it's going to be interesting in Houston. Um, I, we, we deserve to be here. And with the Tuesday start, we get to go Freed Anderson again in games one and game two. And then we Wright does another one, and we don't have to worry about the fourth and fifth starter. Right, because we've swept. Yeah. Exactly. It'd be beautiful. Curtis, anything else to add? Um, no, obviously some guys need to start hitting and striking out less. Um, that'll be a big key, um, in this next round, whoever we play. Yeah. All right, guys, before we wrap this up with a few other things, let's take a quick break. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so I want to start with a tweet that Trevor Bauer sent out this afternoon after game 2 was over. It said, "To the fans in my mentions right now, at Reds fans, I love you all. Thanks for an amazing season. Wish you could have been at the ballpark." Braves fans, Seems like you all hate me, and I wouldn't be embraced here, exclamation point. What a shame, followed by confused emoji face. Um, Astros fans, this is just funny. LOL, why are you all here? Stay mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, was pretty likable. Um, so, look, Bauer is an arrogant, obnoxious tool. Um, that said, despite his whole... What a shame. You guys don't like me. You know, the I mean, obviously implying, well, I'm not going to sign with you guys in the offseason. I find it hard to believe that if the money isn't right, that he wouldn't sign here in a heartbeat. He would not to mention, Right. Not to mention he would be nuts to try to find the five-year deal, big money deal, because never will the offseason be crappier money-wise than it will be this year. So it feels like he will likely sign a one-year prove-himself-again, which, you know, Anthopolis is the king of. Yeah. And maybe um, be on a rotation with Freed, Anderson, and Soroka and win a World Series. And right. Yeah. Right. It, God, so he can, be so our, he can be our four. So arrogant obnoxious tool that he is i think i would like him if he was my arrogant obnoxious <laughs> tool just like ozuna <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't think that story ends where we're like god bauer's so friendly and nice like you know ozuna has been um but seriously bauer we welcome you with open arms yes yes if you're listening i know the braves are um, it was just, you know, it was just interesting, whatever, Bauer. Um, so we came out unscathed from these two games injury wise, but you know, Acuna's wrist is clearly bothering him. I mean, you could see during the game in between swings, he would step out and, you know, grab his wrist and sort of flex it. He acknowledged at post game that it hurts, but he's going to be there and stick it out with the team. And it didn't seem to no. impact him too much today. With three hits, two of which were, you know, quite solid and, and one in a big moment. I don't really have a point here other than, you know, get better, Ronnie. And keep hitting. And he get four, he gets four days off. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's the, the getting done with this thing in two games. 
Well, and then the, so it's terrific in so many ways. And then the postponement of well, just the postponed game against you know of the Cubs and the Marlins today just works in our favor even more, right? Right. Less rest for them. Rotation. Yeah, less rest yeah. for them in between when they get there. Um, you know, if it goes to, I mean, if it goes to two games, it's the Marlins who I would prefer anyway. If it goes to three games, it's like they're exhausted and we catch them off their rotation, and it sets up well for us as well. So. I like. So when, I'm sorry. When would first game be? Tuesday, Tuesday. Monday. It is. It is Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yes, Sam. I mean, you you said you would prefer the Marlins. I would absolutely prefer the Marlins over the Cubs. Curtis, you see it any other way? No, I, I just I feel like the Marlins. I feel like I certainly believe we can beat the Marlins, but they might feel like they have an advantage over us just in the fact that they've seen us so much. They played us so tough this year. Um, so I'm sure that they are not scared of facing the Braves at all. Hmm. That's old pessimistic thinking, Kurt. We don't think that way anymore. We want a postseason series. Is that, is that pessim- pessimistic? No, you know, Curtis, I, I, I think there's a lot of validity to it. No, there I mean, is. There is. On the familiarity, um, except – I mean, are you the Marlins coming out of the regular season going, yeah, yeah, we can beat the Braves? No. I don't think you are. I mean, you you know, with good a good manager can get you riled up and, you know, you're, we're as good as the next day's starter. And it's true they've got some good starting pitching and those guys could shut us down. And But we are much better than the Marlins. The Cubs, yeah. I think, the Cubs scare me more. Yeah, I mean, the Cubs are a better team. Yeah. Right? The Cubs are a better team. Let me ask um, you this. Yeah. So, not to get ahead of myself, but I will if I can. Um, would you rather face? So the, it looks like the card the Cardinals are up right now. So they're going to get. Um, let's imagine four two last I saw. I think it's what, six five now. Point? It's six five last I saw, and we're in the sixth. I think maybe seventh. Um, it's commercial right now. Um, would you if we get if we got past the Marlins? Sorry. Um, would you rather face the Cardinals or the Dodgers? Cardinals. Oh my God! In a heartbeat. I don't know. It make me so nauseous. I. Except Ham, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. The deepest. I mean, yeah. Look, I don't think. I don't think that. Yeah, I think we are. I with our bullpen, and if we have, you know, if um, Wright can be a great third starter, I think I. We have the talent, right? We have the talent. And I think all that all that Dodger depth that forever and ever, I don't know. I think it's sort of in a seven-game series, let more can, you know, certainly over the course of a season that plays out. In a seven-game series, I think there maybe doesn't play out as much. And I hate the Cardinals. I'm scared of the Cardinals. Maybe that's my point. I got you. I, you know, I feel so, I don't know, confident after these two games that my whole fear of the Cardinals, I just don't have it. You don't? I would much prefer the Cardinals. Kurt. Yes. Cardinals. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Right. <laughs> That's why he's the best color man in the business. <laughs> oh, it's six, 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 top of the seventh Cardinals Padres. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, post-game, post-season show two in the books. On a sweep. Look, I mean, we're partly responsible. There's no other way to look at it. (laughs) 
you know, the first time we decided to do postseason shows, the Braves win a postseason game. We're all marching to 500 together. <laughs> That's right. All right. On that note, guys, that is the show. We will be back in our regular Sunday slot to preview the NLDS matchup for the Braves. Remember, you can find us at Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. As always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to access all of our shows. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com. Had to admit the problem.